we'd like to welcome you to our current event and weekly Bible study for September 18th, 2017. And today, just uh, probably about a one-part study. Um, and we're going to be looking at just a couple different subjects that have cropped up in the last, uh, I'd say, month or so. The bulk of the study, we're going to be looking at the coming mark of the beast and all of the things that are kind of leading us into this because there's more breaking information about this pretty much, you know, sometimes by the day. The first report is entitled Implanted Microchips to Replace Credit Cards, Car Keys, etc. The Swedes are already using the biometric chip instead of train tickets. So they're going to start implementing this type of technology in areas and in parts of the world that are more amiable to <clears throat> accepting this from a societal standpoint. <clears throat> Whereas they're not going to be able to just mass implement this in let's say countries that are more of a, of a more conservative nature or of a more christian but you know in sweden it's it's like anything goes over there it's a free-for-all i just read a report the other day where there's so many rapes that are taking place of the indigenous females that live there uh that by the muslims that the cops are just kind of giving up you know uh eh, we're throwing in the towel and they're not even actively pursuing any type of because they're basically they, they're basically chalking it up to the fact that it's their culture. So culturally, we're just going to let them rape, kill, steal, pillage, and you know it's it's what these it's what they do. It's how they express their love for us and for Allah and, and this type of stuff. So uh, Sweden's kind of like ground zero for the way that they really want the whole world to become. From what I'm seeing, the Netherlands too, but Sweden, I'd say, when you look at uh, Germany's really bad with with Islam, and there, there's a lot of unbelievably debauched things going on in Germany as well. They they've literally got places over there in Germany, and this is this is not just this last week. They've evidently been doing this a long time, where you can actually, uh, I don't know how to put this delicately, <clears throat> they've got brothels for animals there. Where you can go and, you know, copulate with an animal. There's different animals. you can, And there's literally, like, places you can go to do... Th I mean, this is how unbelievably sick the world is becoming. It's, it's a huge problem within Islam. I just put out a report the other day on that with um, the Muslims engaging in bestiality with um i don't even want to say a whole lot more about it but it, it's it's a gigantic problem it's a huge problem and um whenever you have that level of evil going on you're going to have other levels of, of evil accepted as a norm i guess is the point i'm trying to make this is just further really evidence of that a microchip embedded under the skin will replace credit cards and keys according to stephen ray who has already overseen a program for Sweden's largest state-owned train operator that allows customers to scan their chips instead of using tickets. And there's a picture here, um, and you can watch the interview. It's only like a minute long, but he's showing this, I, I guess the guy that's interviewing him, this chip. You could clearly see it under his skin. And um, I think it's in his right hand. You can clearly see it. It's an implantable microchip injected under the skin right hand. And then the, the train conductor comes by and they scan your chip in your hand instead of maybe scanning some other form of ID you might have. 
So, you had to think that it wasn't like the Mark of the Beast was just going to be implemented all at once and, and everybody was just going to receive it overnight. There, with this type of stuff, it's always incrementalism. That's how Satan works. It's like the whole analogy of putting the frog in the boiling in the lukewarm water and then slowly turning it to a rolling boil. And by the time the frog realizes he's in boiling water, it's too late to jump out. Incrementalism. The temperature rose incrementally and didn't notice what was going on around him. And that's the way that society is at large. Um, BBC News showcased the system in which Swedes are able to have their embedded chip scanned by a conductor who uses an app to match up their chip membership number with a purchase ticket. Around 3,000 people in Sweden have already had a chip embedded in their hand in order to access secure areas of buildings. Uh, SJ is the first travel company in the world to implement the system, is North Europe's largest train operator. The company initially expects around 200 people to join the program. Uh, despite Ray dismissing concerns about their privacy, when the program was launched, some of the customers complained that their LinkedIn profiles were appearing instead of their train tickets when conductors scanned their biometric chip. That just goes to show you that there's all kind of other stuff on the chip that's that they're saying isn't there and it is there. How could a LinkedIn profile show up if it wasn't actually on the chip? It's just it's not going to appear out of thin air like fairy pixie dust or something out of nowhere. So they're being lied to. In other words, uh, you could use the microchip implant to replace a lot of stuff, your credit cards, they, the keys to your house, the keys to your car, Ray told BBC. Um, his sentiments echo the tone of an NBC report last year, which asserted that microchipping of children will happen sooner rather than later, and that Americans will eventually accept the process as something just as normal as the barcode which the barcode's extremely evil as well. If you look at any barcode on any box you have in your kitchen, you'll notice that the last, the last two lines in the barcode, the ones that are going straight vertical up and down, and the one in the middle are all the same. Okay? That, each one of the barcodes is representative of a number, and the number is there. You can see it. You can, you can see in between the lines at the ends and the one in the middle, there's the barcodes that are shorter, and there's numbers under there, and those, those numbers correspond with the barcodes above, okay? The number that corresponds with the barcode in the middle and on the ends is six. So if you have the three barcodes that are on almost every single product we buy, it's six at the end, six in the middle, and six at the other end. It's 666 on every barcode. That's been going on since, you know, what? I don't even know how long. What, the 70s? I've, I've reported on that before. <clears throat> you know, Satan just has to have his hoof prints all over everything. Uh, and then going further, it's a matter, it's not a matter of if it will happen, but when, meaning the microchipping of society. Electronics, electronics expert Stuart Lipoff told the network, Concerns about the embedded microchip repre representing the mark of the beast mentioned in the Bible have been expressed by many other Christians for decades. Revelation 13, 16-17 talks about every man receiving a mark in their right hand or their forehead with, without which they are not able to buy or sell. Now, again, I've said this many times, I've done whole studies on this, and you can just can 
Mark Beast in the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com. You can see the studies I've done on this subject. <clears throat> um, because there's a lot of different facets and nuances to it. I think I've done at least two different subjects on it. Um, if you take the mark according to what the Bible says, you will go to hell. And you will be cast into the lake of fire. There is no, never any justification for taking the mark of the beast. Like some of these newer Christian uh, programming, like the Left Behind series, seem to uh, imply. Don't ever, ever, ever take the mark of the beast. If it costs you your head, better to be in heaven, you know, for eternity, than rot in hell for, for a, you know however many years you'd have on earth so you didn't have to, you know, suffer. So I'm just telling you, don't ever take the mark of the beast and don't ever get anything like this. You know, don't don't do this. Don't get tattoos. Don't get piercings and these types of things. I've done whole studies on that as well. I'm not saying that's the mark of the beast, but there's a very large demonic component to that. And as society continues to degrade and worsen, you're going to see more and more people with more tats, more um, which is a, you know, shortage of tattoos, more piercings, more things that they're doing, which the Bible clearly states you do not do these things. It's a sign of a pagan society that we're moving into. And, the, and as I've said before, the coming backbone of the coming new world order and its, and its world religion is going to be witchcraft. Witchcraft will be the essence of all the coming world religions merging into one cohesive unit under antichrist and false prophet that's what the bible indicates <clears throat> so going further the next report all sheeple citizens who want to receive government benefits must agree to be microchipped in the near future <clears throat> this is from natural news late last month it was reported that the wisconsin company called three square market was planning on surgically implanting microchips underneath the skin of its employees for convenience purposes three square market ceo todd westby told um kstb the twin cities abc affiliate station that the microchip implants are the next big thing that inevitably are going to happen and we want to be part of it why because you're all closet satanists i mean you know i cannot believe that a company would have the audacity to try to you know foist this on their employees and really not give them an option it sounds like westby explained that the microchip would be capable of doing a number of things from allowing people to purchase food in the break room by simply scanning their hand to serve as, as an electronic key to open doors and access computers the microchips use radio frequency identification or rfid to function which also happens to be technology used when you pay for items using your iphone or android device <clears throat> we foresee the use of rfid uh, technology to drive everything from making purchases in our office break room to opening doors use, using of copy machines logging into our computers unlocking phones sharing business cards storing medical health information and used as a payment at other rfid terminals well again satan's going to make all of this technology look like the next best thing since sliced bread and you know don't believe it because um <clears throat> obviously for the biblical reasons but also I mean, this is a this is a device that, from a health standpoint, you have no idea 
what could happen to you down the line as a result of taking this in. A lot of people reported that have gotten these have reported tumors, uh, pain, uh, all kinds of things. Eventually, they're going to rig these things where, you know, if you're not in compliance, they're going to, you know, flip on their switch and either kill you or, you know, cause some type of pain mechanism reaction until you get back into compliance. You're going to essentially be a cyborg, meaning you're not fully human anymore. You're part machine and part human. Really, that's what the microchip is, is all about. Is, is making us not fully human. And I think that's a big reason why you can't get saved. And also, who knows what the demonic component is of these things. You know, like there's a demonic component to all tattoos, essentially. And to things of this. Well, there's a huge demonic component to these microchips that you're not seeing. And this is why I'm so against the vaccines as well. Because there's a, a large, I believe, demonic component to them as well. And it's all about searing the collective conscience of society as a whole. You know, you get enough vaccines, you, you, you get microchips, you get ta tattoos, you know, you, you take all your pharmaceutical drugs, you eat your GMO foods and all these things. And there's demonic components to all this stuff. And you eventually get to the point where you just don't care anymore. You know, you're just an apathetic vessel that really doesn't care anymore other than about maybe yourself. I'm not saying that happens to every single person, but I mean, how could that be moving us in the right direction? doing these things and if it's so important to the new world order that people do these things then you know you have to ask yourself the question well who's behind the new world order satan fallen angels these types of things well they're doing it for a reason they're trying to create a, a demonically infested weak dumbed down sick society of sheeple people that they can easily control that's what they're doing that's why they're doing it. They don't want a bunch of strong, hearty, thinking for themselves Christians to face that in the coming future. And unfortunately, they're going to be successful. <clears throat> and I don't mean every single Christian, but I'm saying that if they weren't, why would the Bible say in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, when literally... It's describing the apostasy, the falling away of the church, and the coming arrival of the Antichrist, the wicked one, capital W is the way it's referred to, the wicked be revealed. Why does it say there that for this cause God shall send them strong delusion? Them being humanity in general, that they will believe a lie, that they might all be damned, that means eternal hell, who receive not the love of the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. Most people take pleasure in unrighteousness in today's society. They don't want the truth. And that whole thing about, I hear all the time, oh, the truth shall make you free. Read the verse before it, because that verse is dependent upon the verse before it. Jesus Christ said, if you continue in my word, then are ye my disciples indeed, and ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Nobody ever, I mean, I hear pagans quoting that verse. The truth shall make you free. No, it doesn't say that, actually. You, 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 you take both the verses. If you continue in my word. Why? Because the Bible says, what is thy word? Thy word is truth. So it's predicated upon you continuing in the word of God. 
Then are ye my disciples indeed, the disciples of Jesus, and ye shall know the truth. So you only get the truth if you continue in the word of God. It's dependent. It's cause and effect. Never do I hear the first part of the verse quoted, even by most Christians or even most pastors, I don't hear the first part of that verse quoted. I'm not saying it's never not quoted, but I just, most of the time, I only hear the, you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. So anyway, I just thought I'd throw that in. Um, <clears throat> going forward, we, we foresee the use of RFID technology to drive everything. Oh, okay, I already said that. Uh, then they also made this statement, this three square market CEO, these, this is the guy that wants to microchip, you know, hundreds of his employees. He says, eventually this technology will become standardized, allowing you to use this as your passport, public transit, and all purchasing opportunities. Now that is the mark of the beast, most likely. That's because that's where they're all going to bring it. This is what it's they're they're through incrementalism, as I talked about further, they're softening humanity up, getting us used to this concept of, oh, it's cool to take a microchip. It's not the mark of the beast. And, again, where is it all heading? He's saying right here where it's heading. Everything's going to be wrapped up in this one chip. And it's probably going, and again, when it's the mark of the beast, I really do believe it's going to be a physical mark in combination with some type of microchip. And I've talked about that, my, my teaching I did on the hexagram, which is one of the highest level... Um, and key and hexagram in the keyword search box, if you think it's this wonderful, good Jewish symbol, you really need to get educated. I mean, I'm not saying that in a condemning way. I'm saying you really need to get educated on that because that is, I mean, you, you talk to a witch, somebody that's into paganism or the occultism, and they'll tell you that's one of the highest uh, satanic symbols we can cast to literally summon a demon from another plane of existence to our existence they cast it on the floor sometimes they'll cast pentagrams sometimes they'll cast hexagrams i believe depending on what they want to do or whatever type of magic they're participating in but a hex means a curse it's a six pointed star you can get six 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 out of that hexagram it's not good <laughs> It's really, really wicked and evil, and I document the. I've never, ever had one person come back on that hexagram teaching, and it's been up there, I don't know, probably close to 10 years, and ever say, I can refute this thing top to bottom. You can't refute it. It's historical fact, what the symbol has always represented. Okay? It, when it wasn't until the last 100 years that they put that on the, on the Israeli flag and started using it, you know, after the Balfour Declaration and Israel became a nation state and they started using that as supposedly their national symbol or whatever. So anyway, I get into all that in the teaching. So just key in hexagram at contendingfortruth.com. Okay. So this is where it's all going. <laughs> Passport, public transit, all purchasing opportunities. And again, that's that's the essence of the mark of the beast. So, you know... Do we just lay down and capitulate? No, I fight evil wherever I see. I, I resist evil. I, we're, we're called to resist evil. We're called to reprove the unfruitful works of darkness and to have no fellowship with them. Reproving means shedding light on them. That's what, that's what I try to do with this ministry. Make them manifest. 
is, is it also says in that verse. Because if you don't make it manifest, if you don't reprove it, then a lot of other Christians don't even really know it's evil. Now, most Christians should know the implantable microchip is evil. If they have got any kind of biblical, you know, knowledge or whatever, ever, they should know that, you know, but some maybe don't. I, you know. So it's important to educate other people. Lest Satan get an advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. We're not supposed to be ignorant of Satan's devices, in other words. Why? Because he'd get an advantage of us. And that's from, you know, the New Testament says that. Going further, but while Todd Westby may be enthusiastic about the use of the microchip technology in everyday life, thousands or even millions of others are no doubt concerned. The idea of implanting microchips underneath the skin um, in order to store information regarding your health and finances sounds like something straight out of George Orwell's famous 1984 book. Even if those chips do not have a GPS system, and it's supposedly impossible to track them, I wouldn't trust them any farther than I can throw them. I guarantee you that, though, this isn't this doesn't have a GPS component. Oh, yeah, just like it didn't have your LinkedIn profile on there, and it should have only had this one thing where it scanned your thing for the tickets. Oh, it has my LinkedIn profile. Oh, man, oh, it's weird. It has my Facebook. Oh, it has all my personal information. Wow, that's weird. Said they, they didn't say they were going to do that. Yeah, it's like saying, you know, you get an implantable microchip. It's like, well, are you going to trust Satan? I mean, don't do it. Even if the chips do not have the GPS system and it's supposedly impossible to track those that have them embedded underneath the skin, the overall concept is still unnerving. Americans are conditioned to embrace individual liberty and microchip implants and force them to embrace the exact opposite of that. Noel Chesley, an associated an associate professor of sociology at the University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee believes that the use of microchips is not only going to become more common in the not-so-distant future. It will happen to everybody. And I hate to say it, it's not going to happen to everybody. Okay, obviously there's going to be, you know, people that refuse the chip and they're beheaded for it. And there's going to be those that God hides because God always preserves a remnant. Um, <clears throat> but from the, from a biblical standpoint, it is going to happen. I mean, so that's the thing that you've got to bear in mind. From what the Bible says in Revelation, in the New Testament, and in Daniel, yes, it unfortunately is going to happen. Um she goes on to say but not this year meaning it's not going to happen this year and not in 2018 maybe not in my generation but certainly that that of my kids and then there's a related report here saying australia has become the first country to microchip its citizens so it's happening all over they're beta testing this this is called beta testing they're seeing what the public outrage is going to be through incrementalism it's just like they bring the Muslims in slowly off the bat. See kind of what everybody's reaction to. And then they bring in more of the Muslims, and as the more as more Muslims come in, then they start to they start to really show their true colors. They start killing and raping and stealing and pillaging. And then they gauge that reaction. And that tells the New World Order in that particular lo locality, in that particular country, how much they can get away with. If there's not enough public outcry and pushback, then they just go forward with it. Because Satan will take and take and take until he there's nothing more left to take. Always. He comes to kill, steal, and destroy. 
So it's, we're always, I mean, as long as we're here on this planet, on this earth, and I mean, prior to Jesus Christ coming back, we're always, and I mean, regardless of where, where you're at on that with preacher or post-trib, I'm talking about at the end of the tribulation when he comes back, we're always going to be pushing back against wickedness and evil. It's just, it's an everyday fight. There's nothing that you can do to change that. Um, in fact, the idea of using microchips in order to track the financial situations of welfare recipients has already been suggested by one politician in Finland. According to Sputnik News, a member of Finland's conservative party, the Finn Party, um, and they all, they all have like little Finn hats they wear, like sharks when they walk in the room. That's how you know they're a member of the Finn Party. Sorry, just kidding, teasing little humor uh anyway they recently recommended implanting satellite tracking chips inside the welfare recipients (laughs) in response to news that some recipients continue to receive payments after leaving the country to fight for the islamic state so you got to keep track of these devil muslims because they might they might um you know leave to uh fight for allah and they want to make sure that uh the welfare recipients are on all on the up and up Passi Marenta, the politician who suggested the idea, argued on his Facebook page that in order to receive welfare payments from Kella, which is their, which is known as the Social Insurance Institution, one has to tell exact data about your location using your personal code read by a satellite. Marenta also noted that it would be possible to implant microchips beneath the skin of all those traveling overseas who, for example, receive medical welfare, medical welfare from this Kella program. So they're coming up with all kinds of schemes and all kinds of justifications for these microchips. Okay, so what I did is I went in there and I just put in Mark and Beast on the uh, keyword search at, at the website, my, my website, contendingfortruth.com, and um, the 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 searchable feature now is just so much better. It's, it gives you way more results, and it's just way more precise. And I just posted the first four dedicated teachings that I did on this. And I know it's back from 2007, but it's really as applicable today as it ever was. Uh, the first one's the hexagram, the mark of the beast, and the Hebrew roots connection, uh, part one and two. And then also the national ID and the mark of the beast. And then the real ID the implantable microchip and the mark of the beast. Now, I've obviously talked about this over and over, and I get all the other teachings where I've talked about the subject are also listed. Uh, so, um, I just wanted to put this in there, though, so you'd so you'd have access to it easily. And then the last little report we're going to cover here is the odds of it's entitled "The Odds of Evolution Are Zero. And um, this is was on World Net Daily. And it was posted by a guy named Jerry Newcomb. And most of this, we're going to be looking at, or a lot of this, is from um, a listener of mine, longtime listener, uh, Scott Hughes. And they had actually forwarded this to me, and I read it. I'm like, I really want to just cover this really quick on evolution. And um, it's it starts by saying zero times anything is zero zero times anything is zero the odds of life just happening by chance are zero this universe just springing forth into being by chance is impossible i mean even if you believe the big bang okay where did the 
you know, how did the Big Bang happen and where did the initial, you know, mass that created the universe from the Big Bang, where did that happen? I mean, where was that created from? Okay, uh, it takes a leap of blind faith to believe in evolution. Of course, there are tiny changes within kinds. That's called microevolution. Okay, that's all. That's like an adaptation mechanism, but it's not macroevolution, which would be like a monkey turning into a human. That's macro. Micro is just adaptation features you can notice among different species to adapt to maybe a changing environment that they're in okay like they did that thing with the moths that one moth that that um this is a great example it was like outside of like london or something there's some factory place in england and they noticed that the moths over time because there was so much soot in the air the moths would camouflage themselves on the trees um with a certain color but once there was a lot of soot in the air the trees be almost became a different color they became blacker and the moths adapted micro adaptation to actually become a little bit of a different color in order so that they would blend into the now soot covered trees so they wouldn't be easy prey that's micro evolution okay that's just one example of the thousands and thousands of time that occurs but the moss didn't change into a bird you know what i mean okay so that that's that's the difference there that moth changing into a bird would be macro evolution and that never ever happens uh it seems to me usually when the evolutionists make their case they point to these tiny changes of micro evolution a again ken hoven before he got into all the uh whatever he's doing now i just everything i bad 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 stuff there i put out stuff in my newsletters i don't know what happened to kent but um <laughs> none of it seems good put it that way um but before when before he went into prison and when he was doing like all of the the lectures and everything and, and trust me i love the guy i mean I, I went down to pensacola to be at his court trial so i, I I'm not just putting out railing accusations i'm talking you know tried to give the guy a benefit of the doubt but mm, um i was there in the courtroom i mean <laughs> this last go around um and i wasn't there because i was casting stones i was there in support of him uh, but anyway, before he got into all that and, you know, back, I don't know, back in the 90s or whenever he was doing those lectures, I mean, he's covered a lot of really good stuff. I mean, really excellent, easy to understand things about evolution, about the age of the earth, um, about the what, what the environment was like pre-flood as opposed to post-flood and why people started living so much longer after the flood and how they could live to be a thousand years before the flood he, he did all of this from a very logical um one of the I, I just think one of the best ones out there that just tied so many things together he had all these different tapes that you could still go see for free online about this i just think he did a great wonderful job of, of explaining all that um and was able to really connect with the audience in 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 you know be down to earth while doing so and also tie in the word of god very well with what he was talking about um the analogies to the improbability of evolution by random processes are endless a hurricane in other words uh, here's one a hurricane blows through a junkyard 
and assembles a fully functioning, fully perfectly functioning 747 jet. Now, you would never believe in a million billion years that would ever happen, right? Okay, well, rightly so. But the odds of evolution happening and the whole Big Bang and all this other garbage and there's no creator present is far, far exceeding a hurricane blowing through a junkyard and, and assembling a fully perfectly functioning 747, which you would never believe, but we're supposed to believe the other. In other words, the, the public school brainwashing system you know, teaches this godless Dar- Darwinian, Darwinian evolution that basically teaches the kiddies that. Here's another one. Scrabble pieces are randomly spilled out on a board and they spell out the Declaration of Independence word for word. Um, here's another one. A monkey sits at a typewriter and types thousands of pages. He types out word for word with no mistakes the entire works of Shakespeare. The odds against our universe of the earth, of the creation, to have just come into being with no intelligent design behind the grand scheme are greater than all these impossible scenarios that I just listed. Far greater. Because the complexity of just like the human eye, for one thing, is far greater than a 747 being blown together in a hurricane from a junkyard. Far greater than a monkey sitting in a typewriter and typing thousands of pages and typing out word for word, no mistakes, the entire works of Shakespeare. Just the complexity of the human eye. And that's, I mean, you could go down to even molecular levels and it's far more, I mean, DNA, I mean, my word. (laughs) But we're taught that we're just, you know, there's no creator and we're just created and uh, live, drink, you know, be free, party it up for tomorrow we die. And then there's just nothingness or whatever. Forget the works of Shakespeare. What are the odds of a monkey randomly typing away, simply spelling a nine-letter word? Just evolution by chance. What are, what are the odds of that? So let's, let's just take, okay, let's make it a lot more probable. Okay, monkey's not going to sit down and type out the full works of Shakespeare by random, okay? Okay, what are, what, are the, what, are the, um, what are the odds, though, of that monkey typing out one word? Evolution by chance. Okay, that doesn't sound too hard, does it? Well, Dr. Scott Hughes, who is my longtime listener, um, one of my greatest successes with the clinical nutrition. I hope he doesn't mind me saying that, but I mean, I put his testimonies on my on my uh, uh, on my health newsletters many times, and that's all I'll say. But just huge, gigantic. Um, success with clinical nutrition. Dr. Scott Hughes, BS, uh, these are his degrees, BS, MS, MRE, THD, PhD, who holds graduate degrees in computer science, geology, and theology, wrote a book about creation slash evolution back in the early 80s. And he was really on the cutting edge because, you know, a lot of people weren't, you know, doing that back then. So you got to hand it to him you know, back in the early 80s, and it was called The Collapse of Evolution. You know, I would recommend it, absolutely. Because a book like this is not ever going to ever be invalid 100 years from now. It's going to always expose evolution, you know. 
And Hughes has done, and you have to understand, I mean, evolution is a gigantic justification for the mass slaughter of millions upon millions upon millions of people. And there's more people in hell over this subject, over being brainwashed into thinking this, than, than we'll ever know, probably, this side of eternity. It's a big reason why Hitler uh, and the Nazis, because they were big believers in Darwinism and in evolution, it's, I mean, if, if we're just animals... And some people are further behind on the evolutionary food chain, essentially. And they viewed, like, blacks and Jews as the lowest creatures, as Jews the lowest, okay? Well, then, what's the big deal about killing them off and herding them into concentration camps and killing them off by the millions? And then other lesser forms of the population, like the gypsies and the other people that they killed. They're just a lesser life form and they need to be purged off the earth in order to make, make way for the pure genetics, the, the more highly evolved Aryan fifth root race. Ultimately to bring about the like uberman, godman, whatever thing they thought they were going to bring about. And it was through genetic breeding that they were going to accomplish this. They had the those maternity things, the Lebensborn and all that stuff where they would actually breed the 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 German women, the, the finest stock, as, as they would refer to them as, um, to like the SS soldiers. And in order to even be part of that program, in order to be an SS soldier, you had to like be able to like um, you know, show your German lineage back I don't know how many generations and all this. And in other words, you had to make sure you had to be able to show them that supposedly your bloodline was this pure Aryan bloodline and I believe the women had to prove that as well and they would have these breeding centers where the SS soldiers would go in there and basically just fornicate with the women get them pregnant and they would have babies and then the babies would be turned over to this collective thing where they would be raised in a collective situation and the, and the women were just like breeder mothers the whole Lebensborn Nazi and that was why they were breeding that. And then at the same time, they're like, okay, well, we got to make room for all these new people. We got to kill all the handicapped and the, and the, and the, the, uh, you know, uh, the mentally, uh, retarded or whatever they were referred to them at the time. We've got to kill all these other inferior races off. And this is how the Jews got, you know, their justification for doing to the Jews what they did to them. So this is a really big deal, <laughs> huge deal, and and it's been used to kill millions upon millions upon millions upon people since this whole Darwinism evolutionary thing came about being, and, and then our schools are flooded with it as well, and it's based on nothing but lies. You have to have far greater faith to believe in evolution than you ever would to believe that there was an actual creator that created everything with his signature on it. All of the complexity that, that, that you know, it just in our, our human bodies and the, the fact that we're on a planet that's just the right distance from the sun that, that has, you know, elliptical orbits and things of this nature and the tilt of the planet that, that allows, you know, all of these different factors like seasons and tides and have, having the moon in the sky where it is to allow the tides to happen and how all of that interplay, if all that wasn't working together, we would die. A lot of those different factors that I'm saying all combined, 
makes it possible for there to be life on this planet for human beings. The fact that the atmosphere is the, is the right, you know, oxygen content and these types of things. There's so many things that have to be in place. There's no way it could have happened by chance. There's no way. So, going back to this, um, Hughes has done extensive study on these questions of random probability. I had the privilege of interviewing him about it for the television special called The Case for Creation. And I don't, maybe you could do a keyword search for that and maybe find it. I don't know. It's from 1988, so I don't know. Uh, it was a type of Scopes trial, the Scopes Monkey trial, uh, in reverse. Filmed on location in Tennessee in, a very, in the very courtroom where the 1925 monkey trial took place. That would have been awesome. I'd like to see that. Later, Hughes created a computer program to determine the odds of a monkey typing the word evolution okay sorry i just i broke for a second I, I looked it up on the internet i couldn't i couldn't find it um but um uh later hughes created a computer program to determine the odds of a monkey typing the word evolution okay he notes that the odds are one in 5.4 trillion which statistically is the same thing as essentially zero, zero change of it of ever happening. Any casino that offered such horrible odds would lose customers quickly because no one would ever win. Here's what Scott told me in an email. The typical personal computer keyboard has 104 keys, most of which are not letters from the alphabet. However, if we ignore that fact and say the monkey can only hit the keys that are letters of the alphabet, he has a 1 in 26 chance of hitting the correct letters each time. Of course, he has to hit them in, correct, in the correct sequence, though. That's the key. That's what makes it go to 5.4 trillion, okay? The correct sequence. I mean, even if he hits E, then he has to hit V, then he has to hit O, etc. till he's the end of the word. And that's where you get into the, the 5.4 trillion. 26 to the power of 9, uh, the numbers of the letters of words of evolution equals... Um, this 5.4 trillion so the odds of him accidentally typing just the nine letter word evolution are about one in 5.4 trillion not billion trillion from a purely mathematical standpoint the bewildering complexity of even the most basic organic molecules which are much more complicated than a nine letter word completely rules out the possibility of life originating originating by mere chance so i was kind of intimating earlier uh, take just one aspect of life, amino acids and protein cells. Dr. Stephen Meyer earned his Ph.D. in the philosophy of science at Cambridge University in his New York Times bestselling book, Darwin's Doubt, from 2013. Meyer points out that the probability of attaining a correct sequence of amino acids to build a protein molecule by random search would roughly equal the probability of a blind spaceman finding a single marked atom by chance among all the atoms in the Milky Way galaxy. On its face, clearly not a likely outcome. That was from page 183 of that book. You could just go on and on with all these analogies about the probability of this. I've got a file that I have. It's called The Probability of Jesus. And all of the different um, uh, prophecies that he fulfilled in the Old Testament. And if you were just to take like the first, I mean it was like hundreds, but just like the first 20, the probability of those 20 happening. Okay, in his life, I mean, it's, again, it's, you go into, like, there's not enough atoms in the universe. It's one to, like, the amount of atoms in the universe. And he fulfilled all those 20 and all the other 
two, three hundred perfectly. There's not enough atoms in the universe that, you know, as far as odds on that. So, and I can, I can email that. To, I've had people ask me about that. I just email me and I'll email it to you. Um, and it was actually a university study that they did. It was a college that actually did that study. And then there's all kind of other stuff in the file too on that. So, I mean, and, and, and then it also proves that Jesus was a historical fact. It wasn't some person that was just made up. I mean, there was all, there was, I mean, there was other people that wrote about Jesus. There was, there were um, uh, high level politicians of the time. There were pagans that wrote about him. I mean, he was a historical fact. It wasn't like he was never on the planet, like some people try to assert. So going forward here, uh, and this is just one aspect of life, the most basic building block. Okay, I believe that when they're talking about the correct sequence of amino acids to protein molecule, probably dealing with DNA there. In the interview I did with Scott Hughes long ago, he noted, quote, the probability of life originating through mere random processes as evolutionists contend really honestly is about zero. If you consider probability statistics, it exposes the naivete and the foolishness really of the evolutionary viewpoint, end of quote. Dr. Charles Thaxon was another guest on that classic television special from 1988. He is a scientist who notes that life is so complex, the chances of it arising by mere chance is virtually impossible. Thaxton, now with the Discovery Institute, has a PhD in physical chemistry and a postdoctorate degree in molecular biology and a Harvard post Harvard postdoctorate in history and the philosophy of science. Thaxton notes, quote, I'd say in my years of study, the amazing thing is the utter complexity of living things. Most scientists would really grant that however life happened, it did not happen by chance. The whole creation points to the creator. Hughes sums up the whole point. Simply put, a watch has a watchmaker, and we have a creator, the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. So, hats off to my listener there. And, um, uh, for, for, you know, doing that work and that was, that was way before I was ever a Christian. He was doing that, you know, that was like, I got saved at like, it was about the end of 93, start of 94 in that time range there. And, um, he was doing this, you know, way before I was even, ever even a Christian. So, uh, this is the type of stuff though, that counteracts the public school, brainwashing indoctrination and debunks it and debunks it really if you look at it with an open honest mind so easily but the, then then you run into the then you have the other flavor of the whole ancient astronaut theory okay which is what i think i discovered in the got in in the first part of the uh last mega study i started and i'm going to continue it i promise i'm going to continue it um but I've, I've got to do now part two next on that. And I will just, I'm going to put them in when I can insert them in. But I believe we covered a lot of that on the whole, the new, the new Prometheus and all the other stuff that are coming out where when they do show up, one of the main things they're going to say is we were your creators. We're the ones that made life possible. We created you. You're our little science project we made a billions of years ago. And now you've evolved to this state and we want to take you to the next rung on the evolutionary food chain where you will be as gods. Just was the same lie in the Garden of Eden that Satan said to Adam and Eve, or Adam or Eve actually. And um, 
that'll be the next satanic carrot they will try to use to to convince us of that and uh i think they're going to play that card is is because they're they've probably milked evolution for about as much as they're going to be able to milk it for when they show up they're going to have to have an alternate viewpoint and this is what they're always telling people that you know get abducted and things of this nature is we're your creators and we're coming back soon and we're going to straighten everything out and we created religion but you messed it all up and you've you've messed up the planet we got to come back and straighten it all out because you're too stupid and we're we're you're you're our little science project so we'll don't worry you know daddy's coming he's going to straighten everything out and that's that's the whole lie that's that's why i've done so many studies on that particular subject because i really do believe that's going to be the the heart of the coming grand deception that is on the scene so we will continue that in the near future that's all i have for today i'll go ahead and close this out in a word of prayer heavenly father we do thank you for this day this time you've given us um i pray you bless my listeners lord i pray god you give us discernment um you give our loved ones discernment lord that you save those around us lord god that are not saved for your will that not one would perish but that all would come to repentance and that lord god people would would become educated and particularly in the body of christ lord that they would not be um destroyed for lack of knowledge god that they would know satan's devices that they would not get an advantage over, over them lord and that we would be able to warn others god that you would use the body of christ mightily god for your glory god to educate others to warn others and um to win as many souls as possible for the lord jesus christ i pray lord that you forgive us for any and all sins we have committed as we forgive those who have sinned against us and that the words of our mouth and the meditations of our heart will be acceptable in thy sight O lord our strength and our redeemer that you cleanse us from presumptuous sins and secret faults that they would not have dominion over us and we ask all these things in the name of the lord jesus christ we pray amen